Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. We welcome to the bunker a very longtime friend of ours, Al Murray, the assistant general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your Lightning won last night, Al. How about that? Hockey is the toughest sport for the top team to win the championship. We really have had high expectations for about five years now. We've been to uh, one Stanley Cup final. We've been to two other uh, Eastern Conference finals. And I think that's the expectation of everybody in the organization. And uh, anything less than Stanley Cup will be disappointing for us this year. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour two. It's what we call the second half kickoff. Brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. They were your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. I guess they're going to need a new tagline here because... Hockey season is over. Yeah, get over it, Rod. Hockey season's uh, over. What to do now? Producer Clark has come out of his cage and into the bunker here for the second half kickoff. What's up, Clark? I'm just chilling. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hot, in, hot here. in here. That's why I got the fan going. <laughs> yeah, you got lucky. I, I took the fan from here and put it in Darren's office yesterday, so I don't have a fan. Were today. you working in there? I had an interview yesterday oh, nice. with Matias Bueno. Sweet. Shout out to Matias. Yeah, I'm powdering my donuts here. Thank for this fan. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Saving my life over here. So we got breaking news. Let's, let's start with that. You know that we're big National Lacrosse League fans here, huge NLL fans. And as it loads up at rodpeterson.com, the National Lacrosse League, the world's largest and most successful pro lacrosse property, today announced a historic partnership with TSN to bring games to Canadians across broadcast and live streaming platforms for the first time since 2016. The multi-year media rights partnership will between the NLL and TSN includes exclusive rights to the regular season NLL Game of the Week, as well as comprehensive playoff action, including the NLL Championship Series. And what day was it, Clark, that we had Devin Caney on here? That? The face uh, of the that NLL? Was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So she didn't drop any hint that this was coming down today. So coming to national television, the National Lacrosse League. I'm very interested to see how many Saskatchewan Rush games will be on national television. You well, got to do a game out of the phone booth, right? Yeah, game, Tell Center. game of the week. I mean, it's, you'd think that they'd probably be the, the number one team. They've been good, so good for so long. But, you know, it's funny because it 20, you say 2016 was when that stopped happening? Seems longer ago it than seems that. Seems so long ago. Because I remember growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was every single commercial break, there was a Toronto Rock commercial there. There was some sort In the of, 90s. In yes. the 90s. And, and, and it kind of just went away. Uh, it seemed like it was a long time ago, but... Uh, it's huge for the league. It's huge for Canada. It's huge for the rush. Everybody. Yeah. It's so great. that is the breaking news that went down today. Now, Wayne and Victoria's watching with regards to the hockey season being over. And he says, what to do now? It's the start of CFL training camps, guys. Oh, is it? Well, yes. And we do have a special guest coming up. He's still on tap, right, for the next segment? Yes. As far yeah. as you know? Okay. Should be good. So I'm very excited. Good, good buddy of ours. And a fan, by the way, of the Montreal Canadiens coming up in our next segment from a CFL training camp inside the bubble. But here's the thing. I'm going to be in a Zoom call tomorrow morning with the Canadian Football League with regards to media policies for 2021. Training camps are closed. From what I understand, there will be no live streaming or no way of us watching it. I mean, shoot, I fought with the Riders for years to get them to live stream. They didn't want to do it. I don't think they want to do it now. What, what, whose word are we going to go on on how great Bo Levi Mitchell looks in training camp or Cody Fajardo? Who are we supposed to believe? Oh, 
everybody look great today. <laughs> How are we supposed to know when Terrence Nunn has a really good training camp, Rod? Right. So as much as I'm down with the Canadian Football League training camps opening, obviously, there are a rumor, really, you can't get anywhere near the field. You can't get anywhere near the players. It's Zoom interviews. And by the way, that's fine because you wouldn't want to catch COVID and die. I get all that. But there could be more excitement, Clark, going into training camp for that reason. Yeah, you know what oh, I'm saying? Absolutely. With, you know, a year and a half, we haven't had CFL football. And, you know, every, every CFL fan around the country is starved for some type of football talk. Not just, not just are they going to play, aren't they? Are there going to be fans in the stands? People want to hear about actual on the field yeah what's stuff. going on and uh that's the fun part for fans is to see, you know the the position battles the who's the hot rookie coming in who's the who's the vet that's looking better than he did the year before type stuff and you know if we're not going to get that is it going to feel real until we actually see them in a game i don't know it's going to be interesting though uh john in winnipeg writes in john um, nice, nice gong hit there. He says, we, I got it right in the middle. Yeah, you really crushed it. He says, we need drone spies at CFL camps. <laughs> there we go. You know what? I How guess about media, that? I guess media has access to drones. You got a drone, Paul? Uh, <laughs> so maybe we can get that working. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> throw me your gift. Let's show the world. We brought this back from the Centre Bell. That's French for Bell Center. Oh, really? <laughs> we. <laughs> we. So, not, I think this is too big for you, Paul, now that I'm looking at you. I might have to wear this. Yeah. No. How about this? There you go. His How last name that? is Drouin. Paul Drouin. So, this is from Moose DuPont, by the way. Wear it proudly. I will. I think you could wear it as a nightshirt. I can. Future Seattle Kraken, Jonathan Drouin. <laughs> there you go. Um, on the hockey thing. Oh, interesting. Jonathan Kinder's watching on YouTube in uh, Kansas City. Oh. He says, tell me more about this NLL, if you could, please. I've never heard of it until watching this show. It sounds pretty cool. It is pretty when cool. When did we become NLL Central? Well, as of today. As of today. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's the National Lacrosse League. It's box lacrosse. It's pro. They got 14 teams. They just announced one. Nice meeting you guys. Stacy. thanks for everything. A live studio audience today. How about that? Love it. Actually, if I can just pause for the cause for a second. Before the pandemic hit, I'm not sure how many of you people remember or were watching when we started, you know, we talked about starting construction of an Ellen-style amphitheater here in the building. Like a Oprah-style Dr. Phil style amphitheater. What, what why wouldn't we? It's daytime talk. It's great. And, uh, and then the pandemic came and it shut everything down and Paul's parking his BMW in that, where that was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's that about? And then <laughs> it's like he owns the place. Yeah, I know, right? Um, hey, by the way, I have a BMW, guys. <laughs> have a look at it every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. You wouldn't want to park it down the street and nah. just rub it in everybody's face. <laughs> um, so are we, are we, and then he just left. He just left the studio. So are we building that amphitheater now? I think there's plans for some stuff, but uh, I don't know how high on the priority list the amphitheater is at the moment. I know that they're working on some things behind the scenes. but Yeah, there's always lots going on here. Yeah. Um, from Brandon Crows, watching in Brandon, Manitoba, the home of the Weekings. He is the voice of the Weekings. Clark, have you been working out? 
Look at those pipes. Crozy, you're making me blush, man. It's, uh, I've been doing a push-up challenge. I have been. Come on. Uh, 100 push-ups a day since May. You're, uh, yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how, I don't know, is it, is it showing? Your body uh, is very evenly Craig, distributed. You know, Craig Smith said that yesterday, Smitty? too. And I was, uh, I don't know. How about I guess that? maybe it's working, guys. Uh, from Lauren Smith, watching in Kamloops, British Columbia. He says, I understand from the BC Lions that training camps aren't completely closed. Grandstands are closed for the first week due to federal COVID protocols. Eh, fair then. I get it. We're just... What was the notification I got this morning about the Tokyo Olympics going to be played in front of no fans? Did you see that? Well, yeah, they just had a massive COVID outbreak. Here it is. Apparently. Tokyo Olympics to be held without fans. Olympic minister Morikawa tells Kyoto as state of emergency goes into force. So thought we were over this, but we're not playing it by ear. By the way, Jennifer is watching at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, and she says, I'd come down every Monday. To our live studio audience. I think it's going to be like a Letterman thing where you're going to have to pre-register for tickets and yeah. stand in line. Look at us get, coming up with a new business model. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, everybody's writing in about uh, this gentleman. I'm sure he's in Kansas City. He's from Kansas City, isn't he? I, Jonathan, you got to tell us where you're from. But I thought he was in Canada. How'd you find us? Uh, yeah, again, if you, if you don't know uh, the NLL, like when, when Rod says box lacrosse, for those who don't even know what box lacrosse is, take a hockey rink, put some uh, turf on it instead of ice, and give guys sticks and let them whack each other, uh, and it's great. It's a high-impact, high-violent type of sport. It's really interesting. That's why I love it. It's, yeah, uh, you know, if... It, think of hockey, but guys running around slashing each other with lacrosse sticks constantly, and uh, it's extremely well, high score. Well, it's funny, by the way. Who knew that we were going to take a detour down this road? But I didn't know that the NLL was coming out with this news release today. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big day that they're going to be on TSN with a game of the week next year. But, and I want your thoughts on Nikita Kucherov in a second, because sure. today I've probably been asked five times before I came into the studio what I thought about Nikita Kucherov going tarp off, crushing a beer at his post-game news conference last night for the Tampa Bay Lightning after they won the Cup, and now everybody in Montreal hates him because he was saying Habs fans are annoying. And I will remind you who was the first person that said Habs fans are annoying. You. This guy. And I was shortly this after you. <laughs> this guy. Yes. Yeah, but you're a Leaf fan. Truth. So I've been getting it for a while, yeah. Uh, you were cheering for Montreal against Vegas, weren't you? Uh, sort of. I, I, I would not mind. cool, Clark. Yeah, no. I was. I was. I wouldn't minded them getting to the finals, but I didn't want them to win. Okay, listen, Jonathan Kinder. There we go. Says yes. I am from Kansas City, and he says I found you through looking up XFL and CFL stuff. So there you go. But it's eleven eleven. So, you can call me a lot of things. Trust me, people have. I think I have, actually. Uh, probably today. <laughs> but, steel trap right here. Steel trap. It's photographic. So, don't question me on that stuff. We get a lot of viewers in Kansas City, by the way. I think that if we went down there to do a show, we could fill up the parking lot of Arrowhead Stadium. But anyways, the gentleman was asking about the National Lacrosse League. And I, I got to, like, I've tried soccer. It's not for me. Curling I'll get into come the Briar and the Scotties. 
baseball. I'm not going to sit and watch the Blue Jays 162 times a year, but I will watch them in the playoffs, and I'll get right into it. I love it. It's just a little slow for me. But the Saskatchewan Rush, when they moved to town six years ago now, they called me up and they said, Rod, will you come to a game? Just check us out. I've never been to an NLL game. And like Clark said, they're kicking the ever-living crap out of each other. All game. And what I, I still don't know the rules, and I don't care. The goalie for the Rush, Aaron Bold, remember him? Yes. And now they got Evan Kirk. Make him work, Evan Kirk. Aaron Bold comes rushing out of the net and does a flying body slam on a guy. Wham! Against the boards. I'm like, what just happened? I, I have no idea what I'm watching, but I'm here for it. And then the guys are just like, whack, 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 like breaking their sticks over each other. I felt like an American watching a hockey game because I'm like, what's the rule on that? What are they doing? And then, and then they call a penalty. And I'm like... How could they call a penalty? That guy just, if that had just happened in the street, he'd be charged with an aggravated assault, right? And yeah. now you're calling a penalty? And they said, no, no, you can't impede anybody. So they, like he, there's no obstruction. In, it's just free-flowing, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was telling somebody the other day, I was watching a game with Kim Coates. Watch your feet, Clark. I'm going to drop some, oh. I'm gonna drop some oh, names here. Yep. I'm um, watching a game with Kim Coates. You know, only Sons of Anarchy. No big deal. No big deal. Bad blood. Bad boys. And he leaned over my shoulder and whispered in my ear, they play music the whole effing game? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't stop. It's like one big rock concert. It's what hockey should have done years ago and probably football too, but they do it and it's a party. And for anybody that grew up on physical hockey and loved it that we don't have anymore. If you want to go watch the National Lacrosse League, that's the game for you. That's me. There you go. As Jennifer from the uh, Four Seasons says, and Goon. I never watched the movie Goon. That's apparently, my, apparently my life is lacking that I haven't seen the movie Goon. It's pretty good. It's not like going to win any Academy Awards anytime, but uh, if you're looking for, you know, slap shot, but the modern version, it's <laughs> Got a little bit of that kind of feel. Janelle in Saskatoon, she's one of our biggest fans. She says, I don't know the rules at all, but I have season tickets. Love the energy and constant action. You have to understand, I'm a squirrel. Why do you think last year when I got into auto racing for the first time in my life, I'm like, zoom, zoom, zoom. This is fun. Yeah. Well, lacrosse is the same, but they're hitting each other. Yeah. I think lacrosse is uh, their motto is come for the party, stay for the party. I think it's, it's, a lot of people go to the rush games because it's extremely fun. Right. I, we have no idea what the rules are. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Toronto says uh, in lacrosse, stick checking is only allowed between the hips and shoulders to the ball carrier. Any other contact is technically not allowed. Yeah, but you just said it to the ball carrier. So he's got the ball in his, what do you call it? Baton? Mm. Stick? And they're just whack. So he, all up his back, like he's, they've broke five ribs and it's no penalty. It's legal. What's not to love. It's great. What do you call it? What do you call the cross? <laughs> no, no. The, uh, the, they have a little net on the end of it. I'm not, <laughs> not sure what you call it. There's a term. I, you know what? I think it's actually a, a weirder term than you think it would be. I just can't remember what it's called. Uh, Google it. 
From Jeff, the Stamps fan, he says, imagine how the home team wound up the volume on the opponent's offense, which doesn't really matter. I tell you, I came home from my first rush game, and I had jump by crisscross ringing in my ears for like four days. Jump, jump. What up? Okay. From Tacona Pauli, he says, NHRA rod rules. Drag racing doesn't really hold my cup of tea, if you will. Ah, Chris in Toronto says it's called a lacrosse stick. Oh, well, yeah, but so isn't there, says there's an actual term for the, the net portion. It's not called the net. I would so think. what's that part called? That's what I want to know. Doesn't matter. It's fun. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, coming soon to the Times Union Center in Albany. Let's go Firewolves. Yeah, because the New England Black Wolves just moved there. See, we're all over it. If you oh, ever want to know stuff, we know stuff. Just ask. Todd's is a good one. Why is there no Rush product on the desk? Because it would be invisible, Todd. Yeah, we got you a bunch. You know this. It's Come out on, in the uh, paint the ass. We got a box of it. We have all. Jordan wears a shirt almost, uh, you know, once a week. It came in the box with his Blades cup yeah. and gear. I was going to wear my Blades shirt today, but I favored the Spruce Grove Saints. Like um, George Reed, for example, is on the desk. Yeah, but he's not Rush. No, but he's green, and <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a black jersey. We got lots of Rush stuff, but it just perfectly matches the green screen. It doesn't show up. Clark, uh, we'll probably bring you out later. Deal. Thanks, thanks for joining us for the second half kickoff, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Special guest from inside the CFL bubble joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. As usual, this show took an off-ramp where we didn't expect that it would. And today we're talking with the National Lacrosse League because... Just this morning, the NLL and TSN announced a broadcast deal beginning this upcoming season for a game of the week. Live streaming plus the playoffs, the champions, uh, used to call the Champions Cup. Ryan Booth writes in on Facebook. He says, loving all the NLL talk. And Pink's wondered why we don't have any rush gear. Well, here, look, this is just one of the box load of rush gear that we had dropped off here by or sent here by the rush. It's kind of NASCAR-ish. I probably wouldn't wear it. Jordan, you should take this home. You're the NASCAR guy. But it doesn't show up on, uh, on that. And speaking of great mascots, by the way, that, I don't know how we got down that road last hour, but Mick Gonzalez from ESPN Toledo's watching on television on the Buckeye Cable Service in Toledo, Ohio. He says, how about Claude Scott, the happy trumpeter in Quebec City? Whoa, flashbacks on that one. You guys wouldn't even remember that. Guy in a Nordique's jersey, big red nose, Looked like a real drinker. Long gray hair. Wow, he was great. More on this in a moment. But uh, let's head on over to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders bubble. We got veteran Rough Riders kicker Brett Lowther joining us today uh, from quarantine, I guess. How you doing, Brett? Uh, I just can't wait for this to be over, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> the interview or the quarantine? No, the quarantine. This is my fifth one, so feels like two and a, two and a half months of like house arrest in the, the last year and stuff. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely uh, not complaining by any means. I'm excited to be back and uh, can't wait for Saturday to get on the field with the guys. 
Trust me, I get it for sure. And I'm so fortunate I haven't had to quarantine at all. Touch wood. But explain to me the other day, the writer's video on Instagram kind of just blew everybody's mind because I could see your face even smiling under that mask. You, that was you walking into the stadium with Jorgen Hughes, was it not? Like, what went down there on Tuesday? Um, yeah, since Tuesday, every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I just got back now. We've had some kind of on-field workouts. So the local guys go for a session, and then uh, the guys in the dorm go for a session. And it's just kind of some movement on the field, nothing major. Um, a little bit of running, a little bit of med ball stuff just before camp and just getting guys out of the – I guess, sitting at home and moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I do feel for you, my friend. And believe me, as you know, I went through the junior hockey uh, bubble thing here in the spring with the Western Hockey League. And the guys came out of there and said, never again. It was two months in there for the players and the coaches. And I think you're eating the same food. I mean, Ricky Collins Jr. was just on here yesterday. And he just got players are saying this is like jail. I mean, how are you filling the time yourself, Brett? How are you? De- You're a very mentally strong guy, you know, but not everybody is. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, like I said, I feel like I'm a veteran of quarantines now. It's my, my fifth one, and um, we're in a little bit better situation than some of the guys that are in the dorms, I feel like. That's why part of the reason I came back early and um, fully vaccinated, had COVID, did my quarantine. I've been out here before, so... Um, I have groceries. I'm set at, set up at home, and I'm all good at that end. And between, I guess, gaming and going to the facility here and there, and making some calls back home, and trying to kill the time, and just doing what I can to to fill it all in until we get to Saturday and start um, camp up. I'm I'm ready to go. Definitely don't want to lead you down the garden path here, but you must be sitting there going, I'm double vaccinated. I've had COVID. Why am I sitting in here for, why do I got to quarantine for two weeks? I mean, nobody's been able to answer these questions for me. I assume you've asked the same questions. Yeah. And uh, I actually just recently, like I'm doing the COVID compliance for the team. There's kind of a guy doing it. And uh, we had a call recently and it's, it's really not on the PA, it's not on the CFL, it's not on the coaches. No one wants to be doing this. We're just running off what was agreed upon in February and what the NHL was doing at the time. Um, and as far as we know right now, like nothing's changing from the government. We're trying to get to talk to them the upcoming weeks to get things changed for what I'm hearing. Hopefully by week two, um, I hope earlier, but right now it's just all pending to see how these talks go. But exactly what you said, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I mean... Everywhere else is opening up. It's opened up here, I think, in a few days with no masks and everything else. And then we're still at the facility doing a a lot of things that might seem a little bit ridiculous. uh, But at the same time, it's like I said, I'm I'm just here to play football and kind of doing whatever it takes to to play this year. Well, it is it is what it is. And you're doing, like you say, you're just doing what you're told to do and, and staying safe and all the way. How did it feel to be on the bus with the guys, by the way, and back with Hoos and, and your guys? That must have felt great. Yeah, I'm not on I'm not on the bus. There's only, oh. it's like I said, there's about 10 to 15 of us that are local guys. Mm. And, and we go in for separate stuff. We're still not allowed to be together till Saturday. But um, everyone on the bus and doing everything else. Like I've had a lot of guys messaging and reaching out and just kind of bringing things up or what about this, this and this. And and it's good to be talking to the guys and it's good to be back out here. And it's like I said, just trying to take everything and turn it into a positive because there's no reason to be miserable about stuff. And 
um, people would be complaining if we weren't playing this year. So I'm just happy we are playing. Uh, it's like I said, everyone's ready to do whatever it takes and sacrifice some more. And I mean, in the end, when you make a lot of these sacrifices and, and do things like this over a year, it's really what um, turns you into a championship team. So I feel like these things right now might be minor bumps in the road for um, what we could do this year type deal. Well, what's positive, Brett, is uh, is for me to be talking to you. I always enjoy our visits. And if you don't mind, we got some good questions from the viewers here. So from Robert in Prince Albert, he says, uh, Brett, have you worked on some walk-off sellies during the break? And if I may, I forgot about all these little things that you do <laughs> in the uh, Indipil country. What one was that all about? I know I asked you once, but remember in Toronto you nailed a game winner? What was that about? Yeah, like the Toronto one was kind of just um, quick backstory to it. Like there wasn't much. It was just kind of on the spot and just did it. Like I feel like that whole season was just four or five years of working hard to try to prove what I did that year and kind of like, I mean, there's just so many years of GMs and other guys telling you stuff you can't do and then finally getting a chance to do it. It felt really good. So that stuff was just a lot of emotion and everything too. But um I probably shouldn't be saying this, but me and Josh, when we got to Toronto two days early, when we got there, like we just sent it that night. We're so hungover for like two straight days and then went out there and just had like our best game of the season. So um, we were just having some fun for that one. And then, like I said, the the one in uh, pill country at home was just me and John just talked it to fruition. Like we didn't think it was going to happen that week. We just were hoping someday, like maybe to get a walk-off kick like that together and we did it and who knows maybe uh we'll end up back there this year and turn it into like a, a little bit of a tradition or something that we do out here 2019 labor day lore brett lowther is now part of labor day lore uh, along with john ryan i mean who better a guy to be going into history with than john ryan but it's funny you know Receivers sit and choreograph touchdown dances and hockey players choreograph. When you're a hockey player, you tell me you're a better hockey player than you are a kicker. I'd like to see that one day. But I guess coaches always said, you guys can sit around. You got a lot extra time. So if you come up with the dances, just make sure that you have a reason to dance. Your coaches have never had a problem with anything. You do, right? No, I mean, they've been great. I think a lot of people, like, maybe will take stuff that we do, um, kicking and other stuff, like, the wrong way. You see every other guy is out there allowed to celebrate, and when I played hockey, you're allowed to celebrate, and we kick a game winner, and there's 30-some thousand people, and I feel like I'm living the dream. I'm going to celebrate, so I hope people don't take it the wrong way or that I'm trying to rub it in Winnipeg or whatever teams are playing face. It's just I'm pumped up, and I'm going to have fun and enjoy my life. I'm not trying to be out here and you know what I mean walk off the field and like yeah we did it and then just go to the next game or something like this stuff doesn't last forever so I'm just enjoying it while it does yeah absolutely and I obviously there was no backlash over that pill country thing not even from my bomber fan friends uh who asked here John in Winnipeg says Brett what one stadium is hard to kick in because of conditions what's the hardest stadium to kick in um conditions wise i don't know just something about it's not like i dislike it or anything but ever since we switched over whenever we play in toronto um i feel like we had a couple games there where i don't know if there is um like a, a soccer game on before or if it gets chewed up in the middle a lot easier than the turf but i always found like uh, your footing and stuff you have to worry about on the grass in toronto and the wind off the water um 
that and like obviously when we play in winnipeg it's like when they come to sask it's it's loud and everything else there it doesn't um affect us too much but yeah i'd say probably toronto just with the the footing sometimes you can get some good games there with the the grass and stuff but sometimes it's a bit chewed up you know you must feel absolutely blessed that Craig Dickinson is your head coach because he was a punter in college, as you know. He's a special teams guy, and he gets you. Because for years, when kickers went into funks in my time with the team, the coaches were like, ah, he'll figure it out. They might bring in a consultant to work with him, but Dickey gets you. You must but That might have something to do with your success in your time with the green and white, I would think. Oh, I think for sure. I think it's it's not really much of what I've done. I think it's more or less like, a guy like Jorgen or John and Josh that have been out here like snapping and holding. It's pretty, I'm pretty lucky to have like pretty much an NFL snap and hold for my two years out here. And the coaching from a head coach, that's a special teams coach and kick before and a guy that gets it. And it's not just those guys, it's top to bottom, like with J.O. and the whole organization. Um, we have something pretty special here and just, they know how to treat guys right and, and everything along the way with that. So um, it's like I said, just getting back to do what I did in 2018 and to play football again after such a long time off, it's, it's all been gravy on top since then. So, um, obviously I'd love to win a great cup and do a number of other things and, and be out here and play for a long time. But it's like, like anything, you just got to take it one day at a time and one season at a time. Argo fan Chris Bird watching in Toronto says BMO Field is the only stadium with natural turf. Makes sense that it's a lot different than the other stadiums. It is, but for, I think, 17 yards of turf in the one end zone, Brett, as you recall, in the north ends. Of... <clears throat> Anyways, Jamie Nugabauer, the voice of the Notre Dame Hounds, says we got to get you down to Notre Dame to skate with a junior A team. Would you do that, Brett? Anytime. It's like I said, I came back out here in... Um... I guess it was the off season of 18 into 19 or 19 into 20. And I was jumping on the ice here in Regina and just kind of meeting whoever and throwing it on social media. And there's a few places or a few skates I went to and the guys told me not to come back just because ripping it, <laughs> ripping it up too much on them. So I'm, I'm always trying to get on the ice. And I mean, this past year, that was one of the biggest things that sucked was uh, not being able to play hockey, um, not being able to golf normal, just a lot of things I enjoy doing. But, yeah, if it's the the Hounds, the Pats, Junior A teams, anyone around this offseason, I got my gear out here. And there <laughs> you go. And it's like I yeah. said, it's all, it's all talk till you get on the ice with them. But, yeah, I'd love to get out. I'll bring you out to an outdoor if we can't do any more than that. But, you know, we used to have a Rough Rider hockey team. I don't think they do anymore. But Paul McCallum, you know that name because you're chasing a lot of his records in the record book. That son of a gun. He could skate so fast. A tank like you. Thick ass. I, I talked to Paul about it um, about a bunch that? when I was out here in 15. And, uh, yeah, I actually, like, it didn't come to fruition because of COVID and everything else, too. But um, I was kind of digging up some stuff about the Ryder hockey team before and just thinking about maybe getting something going like that, whether it was, like, a, a charity game or something to do with like the the RCMP or the firefighters get them involved and some players that can skate because I know there's a few guys on our team that um, maybe in the past there was more guys but a little bit less now but I'd love to get something like that going again just for the community or if I stay out here in an off season and everything else I mean it's all I do in the winter so I could do a whole show on stories from that hockey team by the way but I was just going to say with McCallum very fast because he had the power couldn't turn as you can well imagine. Uh, you're a Habs fan, are you not, Brett? Are you not? You're a Habs fan, aren't you? Yeah, born and raised. How are we doing today? 
I'm fine. I think uh, I think if we're like a, a Vegas or a top team this year and not an 18th seed, and you know what I mean, this was all kind of a magical run, and and I think those guys really uh, really gave it their all. Good young core now, like everything you want to see out of a, a younger team. But I'm pretty fearful for going back to the Atlantic Division next year and <laughs> having Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Florida, and you name it. Where um, you know what I mean? Price and Weber are getting a bit older, but yeah, it was a fun run and we've just ran into one of the, the all time teams. I think you put them there with the, the Blackhawks or the, the nineties, uh, wings and avalanche or even the Oilers back in the day, just with the, the cap stuff and the, the no state tax and everything involved. Like that team's a super team. And I feel like they would have done that to almost every team in the, the final. So. Yeah, well, it's a tough way to lose. It was fun being in Montreal, obviously, last week. Great fan base, great town. And, uh, hey, they're not going anywhere. They'll be back. Brett, thanks uh, for allowing us to uh, kill some time with you. Keep in touch. And uh, good luck getting on the field there Saturday. No, thank you. I mean, this we don't have anything else to do. So looking forward <laughs> to Saturday. And it's good talking to you guys again. Thanks a lot, Brett. Have a good day. Saskatchewan Rough Riders kicker Brett Lowther joining us from inside the uh, Rough Riders CFL bubble, getting ready for the opening of training camp on Saturday. We've got the Great Western Ultra update coming up, Clark. Next, a sports update and uh, overtime with viewer takeover. So stick around. We'll be right back. You are watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We got a lot going on today. Uh, I just want to read a couple text messages from our viewers. I'll get into a sports update here from Craig in Calgary. He's watching on the Game Plus TV network, which is carried out there on TELUS Optic TV. It would have been cool regarding the CFL-XFL breaking up yesterday, the news there. Craig in Calgary says it would have been cool to have an expanded league, maybe across three countries, but now we can focus on the football. Hopefully all of the three-down diehards put their money where their mouths are and actually buy tickets to actually show some support to the game they say they love. That's from Craig in Calgary. Uh, Ken in Saskatoon, great show, Rod. It is always good with Arash as a guest. Love the uptick in the NLL talk. Brett Lowther's a great interview as well. Glad the CFL is coming back. Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, writes in. He says, so any prize for second place in the Rod Peterson Stanley Cup pool? Come on, man. What did Ricky Bobby say? If you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake. Deb in Toronto. The net part of the lacrosse stick is called the basket. How about that, Clark? How about that? We didn't know that. Season ticket holder of the rush here. I don't even know what they call the thing that they use. And don't care. Love it. Uh, And Jim Wagner uh, writes in. He says, hello, RP Nation. On the topic of mascots. As a Flyer fan, no one would challenge Gritty. He's psychotic. 
And from what I understand, he's like six, seven or something. To the sports update, veteran Chris Paul and his 36-year-old body is looking for a repeat performance tonight in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. He was fantastic in Game 1 on Tuesday, finishing with 32 points and 9 assists to lead the Phoenix Suns to a 118-105 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. It is a 7 p.m. mountain tip-off tonight in Game 2 from Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix. Toronto rookie Alec Manoa is scheduled to start tonight for the Blue Jays against the Orioles at Baltimore. Manoa was suspended for five games by Major League Baseball after throwing a 94-mile-an-hour pitch at Baltimore's Michael Franco on June 19th. It's Manoa's second start since serving the suspension, which he first appealed but then dropped. The 50th playing of the PGA's John Deere Classic tees off today in Illinois. The leading player from the top five, not already exempt, earns a spot in the upcoming British Open. There are 13 players in the field already exempt for the British Open. Ryder Cup champion Steve Stricker is playing the John Deere instead of defending his title at the U.S. Senior Open. And Japan is set to place Tokyo under a state of emergency that would last through the Olympics fearing a COVID-19 surge would multiply during the games. The emergency likely to be announced would last from next Monday to August 22nd. The Olympics slated to begin July 23rd and close August 8th. They're talking about holding them with no fans now. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. How about all you Montrealers? Ben Cahoon's your guy. I'm taking this flag down after today. So order your Ben Cahoon G2G Protein Bars and use our promo code RP Show. All right, Clark, let me get it ready to go with the uh, Great Western Ultra Update. Are we ready? And go. It was quite a day in sports. It began with the news that the CFL has broken off talks with the XFL about a potential collaboration. A merger? Forget it. The conjecture and hand-wringing that's gone on since the CFL first dropped the bomb on March 10th that it had opened talks with the XFL has been head-spinning. If the CFL simply wanted to drum up interest as a distraction from its COVID problems, then it's mission accomplished. But there's quite a bit of collateral damage left behind. It seemed to tear apart a fan base, although it's clear most Canadians didn't want to see the CFL changed at all. But will the decision rear its head next winter? Probably only Commissioner Randy Ambrosi knows the answer to that. To me, the whole thing smacked of a wild goose chase and doesn't make the league look very good at all. And the day closed with the Tampa Bay Lightning claiming their second straight Stanley Cup with an eye-glazing 1-0 victory over the Montreal Canadiens in Florida. My phone was buzzing from friends and media types who felt the game was boring and that the finale punctuated a similarly flat Stanley Cup playoffs. Look, to me, hockey's like pizza. It's all good. Some's just better than others. And the Lightning certainly make no apologies for their suffocating style, which is reminiscent of the 1990s New Jersey Devils. They won Stanley Cups too and never once said sorry. What we do know is that hockey season is now officially over. Time for the CFL. How about that? Did it again, Clark. Overtime is next. Troy in Toronto writes in and says, Tomorrow can you burn that Montreal flag on the air, Rod? 
Not a chance, man. Maybe the Leafs should send us something, which they never even thought they never even thought of doing. Sheesh. Doesn't take much to buy our love, but you got to try. We'll be back with a full-on viewer takeover, okay? It's always fun. In overtime, you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Uh, Producer Clark here as well. We brought him back out of his cage. Nice lid. Thank you. I got to start wearing my team-issued stuff more. That's good stuff. That's former Moose Jaw Warrior Jesse Paradis out of Winnipeg. That came up with that clothing line, and it's yeah. nice gear too. Yeah, we we they sent us a few things, so it's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, they were one of the first to send us things. Yes, and now it's a full-on avalanche. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention the sponsor read on the Great Western Ultra Update there, an original sixteen to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only eighty calories and two point five percent alcohol, taste without compromise. I tell you what. You were saying, I don't think our great Western guys would mind if we mentioned this. You were saying, as you came out of your cage here, what Coors Light announced this morning. Yeah. Todd Pinkney. Shout out to Todd. He actually t- he sent it to me. Uh, thank you, Wayne, by the way. Uh, but Todd sent me this uh, picture. Apparently, Coors Light is taking some of the ice from last night's game and brewing a batch of beer with it. And I was like... As if Coors Light wasn't bad enough already. Like now you're gonna put sweaty, like painted ice into it. Uh, not for me. Even if I drank alcohol, I wouldn't drink that. From a hockey rink? <laughs> no thanks. No. Silly. I've seen too many guys spitting on an ice. I don't oh, need to. Oh, all of it. Yeah. Ew. I don't need that. Ew. DG in Saskatoon writes in, Morning, guys. Sorry, but the pa- Tampa Bay Lightning did not win the cup playing a suffocating style. The Montreal Canadiens scored 52 goals the entire playoffs. That came in 22 games played, so that comes out to 2.36 goals per game. Yuck. Tampa scored 75 goals. They played a much more wide-open style. Not last night they didn't. Are we going to sit and argue about this? It was a one nothing game. What did Montreal have through two periods? Eight shots? They suffocated them. What are you talking? Why are we arguing about this? I like you, DG in Saskatoon, but it's what I'm saying. They don't play the trap like the New Jersey Devils, but somebody said to me, the Lightning are boring, and now I can't unsee it. It was an easy night for Vasilevsky last night. What do you say, Rod? Better is better. Better is better. Better is better. I didn't say it. Bob Vespasiani did. I just stole it. Truth. Yeah. Metal Shingle Guy writes in, says, if a CFL player gets released after he's quarantined in another CFL city, can any team pick him up without having to quarantine again? I will guarantee you no. And... I really didn't want to get Brett Lowther in trouble in our interview, and I don't think why I did get him in trouble. He said some of these conditions seem a little ridiculous. So 
what you would think, Metal Shingle Guy, would be common sense doesn't apply here. And the really crappy thing for the CFL is they're just following the NHL. Did, what, would you, were you surprised, Clark, that the CFL handbook for their players would be no different really than what the NHL's is or any of these other, the curling bubble in Calgary, the junior hockey bubbles? It's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. And, and the thing people have to remember, too, is it's, we talk, when we talked back with the Regina Red Sox when they decided not to play this season, it was, the decision was made because they don't want to put all the investment into this massive undertaking to come back and then yeah. get shut down because it would actually be right. worse financially for them. So the CFL is just doing what they have to do in order for this to go as smoothly as possible. And, you know, even even with all these restrictions, the risks are still high for this to not finish. And we've talked about that, but uh, they need to do whatever they possibly can to make this happen. And if the players aren't willing to, you know, abide by those restrictions and what they've put in place, there's you know, Darren said it last week, the, the consequences that they've been given are dire. Like that's, you will be released from your contract if these things don't happen. So they, they're just trying their best. And I think we just all have to go with it. You know, and on that, I got to say kudos to Tampa Bay. People are look, my guy, Dan Goodspeed down in Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions upset that I referred to Tampa as the COVID capital and was dogging his bolts a little bit. But listen, this is what I know as a guy that works in the mental health field professionally, Tampa Bay has the best mental health coach in the National Hockey League. Do you think it was easy for them to survive that test of wills in the Edmonton bubble? Really? Toronto, then Edmonton? And now this? It's still not back to normal. I mean, Damian Cox, I'm ashamed I even just said his name because he said it was easier cups to win. Guy that doesn't know what he's talking about there. Tampa Bay's mental health coach had as much to do, there's no doubt, as John Cooper did. And I look at these CFL players and the mental anguish that they're going through in this quarantine. They're not making millions. And they're being threatened with being cut if they break the rules. That's the threat. And they're grown men. There's nothing wrong with those threats. It doesn't make it any easier, Clark. It's the, it's the mental game for these CFL players. I'm not sure whether they're up to it or not. I mean, they're complaining, and I don't blame them. And they've only been in there five days. They're looking at three months before anything changes. Uh, Colin in Ottawa says, I think we saw Ron McLean's last hockey night in Canada broadcast last night. I wonder if Rogers will let him continue to do his hometown hockey broadcast. A great broadcaster is getting shown the door in a brutal way. Oh, yeah. He'd be the first. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you should have seen Knuckles Nyland's house the other night. We're not watching the intermissions anymore. I'm sorry. We're not. They're not as entertaining as they used to be. And listen, they got rid of Ron McLean, hired Strombolopoulos. He was awful. They brought Ron back. Now Ron's just shell-shocked. He's a shell of what he used to be. He's so afraid of what he's going to say because he's getting in trouble all the time. He probably doesn't even want to do it anymore. I'm not joking. But the other night at Knuckles, Nylons, oh, it was just like this. It was just like in his living room watching like this. The intermission comes on, he puts on music, and then he stood in the middle of the living room and we just talked about, we talked about Kawasis and we talked about Canada, we talked about Canada. You know what I mean? We just didn't even watch the intermissions. Yeah. That's what Sportsnet, I'm afraid, has done to Hockey Night in Canada. Yes, Joe Booney writes that and says, Kelly Rudy's great. And he, yeah, I love Kelly Rudy. He's my guy, but he's not. If you put Kelly Rudy on there for 16 minutes straight, I'd watch. But they don't. 
Hey, John Ohm in Winnipeg says in 1989, the Riders had a sports psychologist. It didn't hurt, did it? No. He gets a lot of credit for that. I can't remember his name. So, I mean, maybe Normie Fong's watching. He can remind me. who. The mental coaches work. And by the way, I talked to a lot of NHL players that were in that bubble last year, and I said, did you have a mental health coach with your team? And they said, well, the NHL made it one available to us, but we didn't use them. And by the way, they weren't winning the Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay had their guy full time. Not an optional thing. It was, you got to sit and listen to this guy. Why are you yelling into the microphone? <laughs> Did you hear that? Alan, yeah. Alan's overcompensating because he's usually a pretty quiet guy. Alan, the intern's just, we've unleashed the beast back there with Alan, the intern. Man, he's a brand new man. Oh, yeah. Anything else, Clark, before we let you go? Uh, you mentioned earlier Kucherov, just really quick. Uh, you know, I think after Ovechkin won his Stanley Cup, uh, we, we have to let these guys have their fun after the, they win the Stanley Cup. If they want to, you know, drink a beer on camera, let them. They, they earned it. I think that's, that's part of winning it is you get to earn that right to do some, to some fun stuff for a change. So I'm okay ask, with all of it. Ask Ovi. Yeah. Ask Strevy. Oh, yeah. Ask anybody. Oh, yeah. You win for 24 hours. You can do whatever the hell you want. Football Friday tomorrow. Julio Caravada, the BC Lions, and Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Elks. Join us for that. Thanks for watching. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.